Well, welcome everybody. This is the point in the time when I usually say hey to all the campuses, but today is a special day. Can you believe that today we are celebrating the 10th anniversary of our Edgewood campus and our epicenter? It's crazy to think about 10 years already. Man, we've always wanted to be in for one of and with Edgewood, and when we needed to know where to launch a campus in 2013, there was no question we were going to Edgewood, and the epicenter was born as well. Can we just, let's just show God a thank you for everything he's done over the last 10 years through the epicenter and through the Edgewood campus. We love you guys on the other side of the camera. It's great. So today's going to be a really special day as well because we're going to do some more celebrating. We're going to look back on some things that God has done and also we're going to look ahead at some things that we know he's got in store. Here's what I'm encouraging you to do. Uh, doesn't matter who you are, I, I hope you'll be asking the question, God, um, what's my part? What are you saying to me about my part and what are you calling us to do? Okay. I've been pretty transparent with you sharing about um, the passing of my father this last year. When we were gathered together as a family in his final days, he said a number of profound things. Some of them were these. One thing he said was, um, I have very few regrets. And I thought, well, how powerful is that to be able to get to the end of your life? And say that you, he had a few and he'd done his best to rectify those. Those had to do with time spent with his kids when we were younger. And then he, in a very tender moment with my brother, he leaned in a couple of days before he passed, and he said, Joe, I've got no secrets. Pretty powerful, isn't it? There was no other side of him. There was nothing to confess. There was no big hidden secret. And then on the day he passed, I uh, was kneeling by his bed singing the hymns. And I sang that song, Blessed assurance, so you old timers, some of you will know it, but it's just a song about the goodness of a relationship with Jesus and the difference it makes. And then I got up from there and went into the other room and moments later was called back in and we watched him breathe his last with that word of blessed assurance reverberating in the room still. I've thought a lot about those three things, what it would look like in my own life to have few regrets and no secrets and blessed assurance it's a good calling isn't it but you know what I've been thinking about this week is how God has brought our church to this moment in time where we can actually say that's exactly where we are as a church and I got to thinking how profound that was at this one year mark celebrating what's happened in the first year of Unstoppable Good. We're right there, you guys. I mean, we, we are not a church that has to say, boy, I sure wish we would have dreamed some big dreams. I sure wish we would have tried something. I sure wish we would have given faithfully. I sure wish we would have set some big goals and tried to do something great for God. Because you know what? We did. We got no regrets. And we only have anticipation about what he's going to do next. And you know what? There's no secrets. There's no secret about who we are, what's important, where the money goes, why we think, what we think is a priority around here. There's no secrets. Everybody knows. And we have blessed assurance because it's all about Jesus. And there are so many people who have. In fact, there are more people with blessed assurance in Jesus' name in this church now than there has been in our 199-year history. I think it's fantastic. I think we're blessed we need to give God a lot of glory and celebration, and we also got to lean in and say what's next, which is why we created 
a video for us today. And I would say to you, um, sit back and relax and watch the screen, except I don't want to say that. I want to say lean forward <laughs> and watch, because a big chunk of what I want to share with you today is, is in this extended video I want to show to you right now. So watch the screen. I had this crazy adventure years ago when I was hiking and rock climbing in North Carolina. My friend Craig and I had hiked in several hours into the Linville Gorge so we could climb this huge 600-foot rock face. It was in the middle of this huge valley. But as we were about halfway up the face of that climb, this super scary storm rolled in, right? I was out of nowhere, and we were stuck right there. And honestly, we didn't know if we were going to make it. I mean, the wind was howling and the rain was pelting us and somehow we finally got to the top and we ran for cover as the hail was coming down and the lightning striking around us. It was really scary. But now, when I look back on that whole harrowing experience, you know what I call it? An adventure, right? Because we made it through the hard stuff and the storm lifted and we had amazing stories to tell. And you know, that's pretty much exactly what's happening at Mountain right now, right? Because like a couple years ago, we were hiking along just fine and we were climbing and everything was growing and great, but then we got hit by that storm out of nowhere called a pandemic. And we were stuck and it was hard and it was scary and we didn't know what was gonna happen. I know it was hard on a lot of us and I, I keep reading about churches that are really struggling, like some of them are closing their doors, which is why I love so much what God is doing in our church right now. It makes what God has done in the last year even more remarkable. But you know, that shouldn't really surprise us, right? Because for 199 years, God's been making a way for the Mountain Church. I mean, he's seen us through many storms before. Shoot, this isn't even our first pandemic. I mean, we've been through the Civil War and World Wars and, and economic depression and social revolutions. And through it all, God's mission through Mountain has been unstoppable. And so a year ago, fall of 2022, we said, God, we're ready. We're ready for you to do like the biggest thing you've ever done through us. And we dared to believe that after nearly two centuries of reaching people and planning churches and sending missionaries and making all this impact that God was not done with us. That in fact, nothing in our past compared with the unstoppable good God wanted to do in the future. So we came together and we linked arms and we said, let's just see what God might do in us and through us. And so we launched this initiative and we called it Unstoppable Good because when God's really in something, it's unstoppable. And when, when we do good in Jesus' name, it's really, really good. So Unstoppable Good is the coupling of like intense spiritual growth and expanded ministry impact as we head toward our 200th year. And it's an all play, meaning we believe that God is inviting every single one of us to really invest through prayer and through serving and through generosity so each of us could truly say to the Lord, I'm in it for good.
as we thought and prayed about it, we came up with this amazing list of super important ministry that was just like crucial, stuff we had to do something about, like the mental health crisis and, and kids and students and reaching young adults and expanding our epicenter and just flat out reaching more people for Christ because so many people need Jesus now more than ever. So we had all this important ministry stuff that God was calling us to do, right? But we also knew that before we go after all that stuff that God wants to do through us, God always wants to do something in us. Focus has got to be on spiritual growth. That's why we always said our primary goal of unstoppable good is that 100% of mountain people would really engage deeply with God. Like every single one of us who calls Mountain Home, like listening to God and growing in our generosity discipleship, because before God does stuff through us, he always wants to do something in us. I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, God, there's no other way we can get through this. There were sleepless nights, stomachs churning. I'm like, I've got to take care of my parents here. I mean, this is what's going through my head. I got to do I, 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 you know? Then Unstoppable Good came up and I'm like, wow, okay. What are we going to do now? I didn't know anything about Christ when I first came to Mountain. In my opinion, we had a really nice relationship already. Mm -hmm. um, but when we started to grow in Christ, it that's when grew. things started getting better and better and better. Mm -hmm. I just feel like I've been so blessed as a result of um, Mountain and this initiative. Um, I just Every Sunday, I'm waiting to hear a good news story. What goodness has Mountain done? Um, and I just love seeing the fruits of my giving. We're that couple that sat in the back row and uh, snuck in and also snuck out, you know, before service is over and uh, just, you know, yeah, just going through life that way. Um, but we knew we wanted to be a part of it, but just it was going to take time. Yeah. You heard us. Mm -hmm. When when we came in, we told you what we were dealing with. We were respected. We were listened to, and yeah. and and we were not pressured. It was like, okay, well, we just we, you know we just know, you know, we see something in you, and we and we'd love to have you plugged mm -hmm. in. But in your time, when you're yeah. ready, when you start giving, that's when you start feeling it, and when you have it to give, and you see how it changes people's lives. Um, you give it. That just makes you want to give more. It just, that's what it does. God yeah. always gave us what we needed to give to others. And then in so doing, we got so much back from God. It is just like unreal what has happened in our life. You know, hearts are being changed. Lives are being changed. And I just love it. I, I, I really, I really do. I put the number down and I was like, he was like, do it. I'm like, let's do it. So we did, and then we stuck the card in there, and and we were like, we don't know how it's going to work, but we know that we know that we are both feet in, and God's going to God's going to show us. Like, that we just commit to Him because everything we have is His. Everything we have is His, and and we knew that we just wanted to be in that place of humility. And what has happened since that little card went in that spot, there's just so many things that God has blessed us. And we did not do it for a blessing. We didn't do it. We did it because we wanted to be lined up with God's will. We're just tired of not feeling like we're giving it our all. Good, we've gone from that back row. We're now in the front row, hands in the air, 
tears rolling down her face. Yeah, it's made a difference. And you know, it's amazing what God can do with people whose hearts are open to him. Like even if we're a little nervous or scared or feel unworthy, when we just say, God, here I am, I'm in it for good. And then we invite a bunch of others to do it with us together. Man, look out because God is going to do something unstoppably good. And my friends, that's exactly what's happened at Mountain. In fact, I'll tell you straight up, what God has done in the last 12 months at Mountain has been some of the most exciting, amazing stuff I've seen in my 35 years of ministry. Like Mountain people, all y'all have been amazing in your commitment and your dedication. And God is really using you to do unstoppable good as we stretch and strengthen and spread God's mission. We were, we were driving and we had filled out the card, you know, once and we filled out and we put a number down. And as we were driving there, I think we, we changed it again, I think when we were driving there. And then as we're sitting there in the night, you know, and you're sitting in the auditorium, I think we changed it again and we were increasing. I'm sitting here the whole time and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm like, God, you're gonna do this, right? You're gonna, you're gonna make this happen. Part of why I'm here on earth is to worship. Whether from my seat on a stage, it doesn't matter. Um, and so being able to do that allows me, I feel, to walk in my calling. You put your hand to the plow and you look forward and you take those small steps going forward. And uh, what you leave behind is a legacy, not only for you, but for the kingdom of God. Why are you trying to do God's job? Why are you, you're not God, you know, who makes you, why do you feel like you're so special that you have to do his job? You can't do his job, that's, it's his job to do that. And I have to lean and be faithful and know that he's gonna take care of this. I, I do believe that he's put me in the right position. This is, you know, this is what he wants me to do. Everything we have comes from him and we give him back what he's already given us. But most importantly, between you and the Lord, God will show you and he has shown us and he will do the same for you, believe me. If he did it for us, he'll do it for you. And you know, we said we wanted to reach more people and grow mountain. Well, attendance has increased 33%. There's like 7,400 people participating every weekend at Mountain, and we're still growing. We've got over 3,000 people in small groups right now. We've had more people who are first-time guests in the first six months of this year than we had all of last year combined. We've had over 310 baptisms so far this year. We said we needed to expand our focus on kids and students, and we had more kids and students participate in summer camps than we've ever had in the history of Mountain this year. You know, Mountain Kids Ministry is up 50% over where we were last year at this time. I love the fact that 370 middle school and high school kids are in a small group with a godly adult every week. We said we needed to emphasize our ministry to young adults and through Unstoppable Good, we were able to hire Gil Shelsby as our young adults pastor. And now we've got this vibrant community of over 50 young adults who gather every week and, and 42 young adults have been baptized so far. And we said we needed to amplify sports ministry and all the connections that happen there. And through Unstoppable Good, 
we hired a sports ministry pastor, James Bolin, and so far this year, we've seen a 72% increase in participation over last year in sports like basketball and volleyball and, and cycling and hiking and, of course, pickleball. We said, let's grow our digital ministry impact and reach, and it's exploded. We've had like 12,000 new visitors to our online service in just the second quarter of this year. We said, we've got to do something about mental health. And through the Weeds in My Garden series and the Mental Health Night, we've helped thousands. We expanded the epicenter to be this larger ministry center so that Tabitha's House and Choose Hope Women's Center and Extreme Family Outreach are now all under one roof in a beautiful new space in Edgewood with a food pantry construction almost done. Because of unstoppable good, we've invested over $100,000 in church planting. We've reduced our debt 10% in just 10 months. We launched the Mountain app as this powerful new discipleship tool, and we gave a strategic gift to FCA and a $10,000 check to Habitat for Humanity, and construction begins soon on the new camp for our kids in Kenya. You look at all of that, and there's more, and it's just so much, and you just have to humbly say, the Lord has done this and it's marvelous in our eyes. So, what's next? As exciting as all the progress is that we can celebrate, this hike is not over, right? There's so much more to do. You probably noticed several of the items that we haven't even gotten to yet to fulfill our unstoppable good vision. I wanna tell you about one super exciting development that's gonna be a very important focus for us as we head into the last year of Unstoppable Good. Remember, we said from the beginning, we wanted to prepare to launch Mountain's next campus. And when we said that, we didn't know where that campus would be or when God might open the doors, but guess what? God's been at work opening doors. So we always have our eyes open for places that maybe we're supposed to put a campus. Our focus is on the 95 corridor, and we don't know whether it's north or south, but we know this, we wanna go where there's lots of people who need Jesus. We wanna go where we have a good core of mountain people who can help get it off the ground. And we, we look for a facility that has space and ceiling height for worship and kids and plenty of parking, room for the epicenter and all kinds of things. And guess what? A facility that we believe can fit every one of these criteria has come available. And against all odds, it was offered for sale in an area that desperately needs what God can bring through Mountain. And we believe God is leading us to Mountain's next campus. And you ready for this? You know where it is? It's Parkville. Some of you are familiar with that old movie theater on Harford Road. More recently, the VFW right there on 147. And you know what? There are more people in a three mile radius from that location than in all of Harford County. A lot of you know that area really well and you, you understand what a powerful impact for Christ we can make with a campus and an epicenter in that region. And I'll get this, a generous family at Mountain heard of the need, stepped up and gave an extra special gift of $1 million so we could purchase that property outright. We have it. And so now we're in the exploratory and development engineering and permitting processes. And I'll be honest with you, the building's in pretty rough shape. It's gonna take a lot of work and it's gonna cost quite a bit to get it cleaned up and expanded and fitted out so it's ready for ministry use. But honestly, I feel like that's exactly the challenge we need right now. So 
Stay tuned, and we'll share more about the plans for the Parkville campus as they become clear in the days ahead. And just pray it up, y'all. Now remember, when we began Unstoppable Good, the original list of all that vision stuff added up to $31 million over two years. And now if we didn't change that goal right now, at the rate we're going and how well we're doing, we'd almost certainly hit that, probably with room to spare, which is why we believe God is urging us to stretch that goal from 31 to 34 million. Well, the campus is gonna require that, but also we need it. We need that challenge. And the fact is over a thousand new people have joined Mountain since we began Unstoppable Good. And we want every one of them to be able to participate in a vision goal that we simply can't do unless everyone comes to the table and God shows up too. So believe me when I tell you, my friends, the most important part of the Unstoppable Good journey is about to begin. So what does all this mean for you? Let me talk to three groups of people, okay? Like first, I wanna say something to those of you who have been part of Unstoppable Good. Thank you and finish strong, okay? Like the Bible even says, let's not become weary in doing good. I really wanna encourage you to use the same faith you brought to your original commitment and continue all the way through. Like it doesn't do any good to get the ball to the 10 yard line if we don't get it across the goal line, right? So if you've been a part of Unstoppable Good, finish strong. Second group of people is those who have not yet joined the Unstoppable Good journey. Like maybe you were here a year ago, but you just weren't connected. Or maybe you're one of the many people who are new to Mountain. Listen, now is your time. We're ready for you to step up like others have and say, God, what do you want me to do? What's my part? And trust me, we need you. And so we're counting on you this fall. There's a third group, and that is like those who have made a commitment to Unstoppable Good, but you know you need to renew that commitment. Maybe you've grown. Maybe your faith has grown. Maybe your finances have grown and the number of your commitment needs to reflect that so it's fresh and means what it needs to mean for you and God. So whether you're finishing strong or just joining the journey or updating, increasing, or renewing your commitment, whatever it is, know this, the next part of the journey is the most important part because you guys, the needs are so great and God has blessed us so much and he wants to do so much more unstoppable good. So I hope you will join Carla and me and so many others so you can say, I'm in it for good. All right, that should fire you up. Fires me up, I hope it fires you up. We're just really, really blessed, you guys. We really are blessed. It's a precious, sweet moment. We wanna seize that moment. One update in the video. I said uh, that we had this remarkable news to share that we'd already had 310 baptisms this year, which is incredible. Well, since then, a bunch more people have said yes to Jesus, and that number is now 464 baptisms so far this year. So we're, we're glad about that. So I, I'm, I guess you, you know, what we're hoping happens today is that there's this awareness 
collectively in a kind of, oh my gosh, we're halfway there already and that we're at this critical juncture and that right now is the time to double down and run with it. And I would just encourage you, no matter whether you're brand new or just coming to, to really enter into it, it's, it's a time of spiritual opportunity for growth. Don't stand on the side watching, but ask God, what, what's my part? That's what, it's a fair question, isn't it? What's my part? And then be, be ready, just say, what's my part? What's my part to serve, to serve more faithfully, to, to pray more earnestly, to invite more regularly? You know, to give as generously as you're able, to, to serve in a, in a wholehearted way, to worship fully, to participate um, in every way you can in what's going on. Now, uh, a couple things today. Uh, we want to pass out a guidebook that's going to guide our journey over the next several um, weeks together. And so we're going to pass those out right now. There's some friends that are coming down the aisles at every campus with a guidebook. This is what we hope will uh, help guide our journey together over the next few weeks. We want everyone to have one so you don't worry about sharing. And um, also, if you are a student, I know we got students over here. Give it up for the students in the student section. You have a special card. We're going to get you a special card that way. What's in the booklet? Um, the booklet has a message from some uh, dorky-looking guy at the beginning, and then there is a history recap. Some of you are new to Mountain, and you're going to really appreciate the history of 199-year history in a couple of pages. Then uh, you're going to see that there is some information about um, unstoppable good. What did we say we were trying to do? And in fact, what happened? Uh, we want to be fully transparent about all of that and just share all that. There's a vision recap in there. There's information about how to join a small group. Um, if you're not in a group, you should join a group. They're open. Registrations are available. And we got child care available for that. So you want to get into a group. Um, it, it, there's a place for message notes. I want to encourage you to, to bring this back every week. Um, in fact, you can turn to page 29. We're going to jump in and just have a short kind of word today to get us started. Um, and then there's a commitment card. Looks like this, a green card. Kind of tuck that away. Keep that in a handy place because that's going to be important for us later, a tool that we think God's going to use in each of our lives. Also, we've created, listen up now, a, a very cool daily texting experience. Let's put the number on the screen. Get your phone out and go ahead and type in uh, the word, uh, the number uh, 94062 and text the word run to that. Here's how it works. Every day in the morning, you'll get a short text with an invitation so that all of us together at the same time can be kind of just setting a moment aside to be with the Lord. Uh, it's an opportunity to, um, you'll have a short scripture, uh, uh, a prayer prompt, a question to ponder, and some scripture to kind of begin your day with, okay? So you'll want to participate in that. Monday morning, I think the campus pastor is going to jump on and guide us through. That will be fun to, to hear from them each Monday, and that will be one of our one ways to um, staying together over the next few weeks, okay? Um, one of the other ways that we want to try to grow together over the next few weeks as we kind of mark this one-year Run With It series is by drawing some... Uh, practical spiritual life lessons from one of the all-time greats in the Bible whose name was Abraham. Um, we are right now as a church partway through this Unstoppable Good initiative. We're at a halfway point, but we're not, here, not, not yet there, and it's clear that God wants to do something more. And that's exactly where we find Abraham 
and where he found himself when we catch up to him in the Bible in Genesis chapter 12. He's a 75-year-old guy. He has really done nothing significant with his life, and it looks like he's finished. It looks like he's come to the end of his run. Uh, He's referred to up to this point as Abram. God will later change his name to Abraham. Interesting. Abram means father, father is what it means. And he's 75 years old and he has no kids. Later, God's going to change his name to Abraham, which literally means father of many. So get this. Um, He's kind of known as uh, Abram, which kind of means daddy, and Abraham means big daddy. But he's got no kids. He lives in what we would today call Iraq. His wife is Sarah, Sarai. She'll later have her name changed to Sarah as well. And we begin in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, and here's what it says. I'll put it on the screen as well. The Lord had said to Abram, leave your country, your people, and your father's household and go to the land I will show you. This is a profound message from God to a guy at 75 years old. I know you're all ready to get your AARP card and settle down and, you know, head to Florida in the summers. But Abram, I need you to change, to move. Isn't it interesting how often when God wants to do something in your life, there's change involved? There's a movement, there's some kind of upsetting. of This is your classic get out of your comfort zone because I need to use you moment. And this is what happens in Abram's life. Last week we did a three chairs message and the message for all of us was, man, I've probably got to change. i got to move somewhere because God wants to take us to a new place. And in this case, he literally is asking Abram to move. He's called to leave everything and everyone that is familiar and go to this strange foreign place place. Now, I think it's hard for us to appreciate fully what a big deal that was, especially in that culture, because, I mean, today we can jump in a plane or a train or an automobile, and we can head off to Shaboy again just like that. But in that day, nobody traveled anywhere. You were born, lived, worked, died, and were buried in the same village you were born in your whole life. Nobody went anywhere, and God comes and says, you are, if you're going to follow me, I need you to go from your country, your people, your father's household, to a land I will show you. Now, that's a thing. Did you notice that? I mean, how many of you love saying, hey, let's go. Where are we going? I'll tell you when we get there. How many of you love that? It's like, heck no. That's no good at all. I mean, unless you tell me we're going to Chick-fil-A, I may not get in the car, right? Speaking of Chick-fil-A, Thursday night service this month, 5 p.m., Chick-fil-A, five bucks. Come on, Thursday night service, people. I was going to see some of those. Anyway, I digress. Can you, what is it? Six what? Six p.m. Five bucks, six p.m. Yeah, leave the, I got the details. Don't tell me what I'm doing up here. Can you, can you picture Abraham going home and he's like, um, he's like, uh, Sarah, I got a U-Haul today. I brought it home. Pack up everything. We're leaving in the morning. Where are we going? I don't know why God said I mean, this is nuts. And sometimes I think we've got to realize that there are things that God's going to ask us to do that may feel, even to people we try to explain it to, a little nuts. That's what it requires sometimes to to move in a way and to get uncomfortable in a way that God asks us to do. Look at the next few verses, verses 2 and 3. Genesis 12, verse 2. 
God says to Abram, I will make you into a great nation and I will, what's the word? Bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And then he says, all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. You can't miss the word bless, bless, bless. It's over and over again there. So he says, I'm going to give you a land. I'm going to make you a nation. Why? So that all the earth can be blessed. When God blesses you, it's not for you. God's always got a plan to bless someone else. We are blessed. Why? To be a blessing. And who's supposed to get blessed? God's design is for all the peoples. This is supposed to be for everyone. God reiterates to Abram over and over again. Like, this is about a family that's going to become a great, it's going to be more than the sand on the seashore, more than the stars in the sky. But I want to bless you. He says, he says in verse, like 20, he says it over and over again. Genesis 26, verse 4, he says, and through your offspring, who? All nations on earth will be blessed. God has big plans, y'all. He's not just a, like, I'm going to kind of make a few individual lives happier today. He has big plans that involve all of creation and all the people of the earth. This is a global God. He's got big plans. And so he's looking at the earth. He's going, I know it looks bad, but the story's not over, Abraham. Abraham, I know you're old, but your story's not over, Abraham. I think he's looking at our church going, I know you're an old church, but your story's not over. And I don't know where you are in your life, but your story is not over. Because God wants to bless you through the goodness of Jesus Christ, not so you can say, isn't it great to be blessed, but so that you can what? Be a blessing. God says, I'm going to bless you, and then it's going to spread. And this is f- for everyone. Friends, that's, the, that's why we want to try as hard as we can to be the kind of church that God's calling us to be. Because there's so many people that look at Jesus, they don't even know who Jesus is. they got some character, cartoon character in their head. They don't know Jesus. They think they do, but they're rejecting the wrong thing. We need a church that can show them. And we're not going to do that if we sit in here and fulfill the the characterization that so many people think that Christians are a bunch of people who sit inside the four walls and do some weird incantations and then go out and it's irrelevant to the world. No, we got to get out these walls and what? Be a blessing. And so that we can create a community that loves like Jesus and creates a kind of community where it's, you know what, that this actually is for everyone so that people who are confused about Jesus or negative about the church can find the truth, that people who are agnostics and atheists can find that there is a God who loves them, that, that, that they matter to. We can do that, how? By being a blessing, by fulfilling our calling, by getting uncomfortable so that skeptics and atheists and agnostics can come to understand that, that this can be a, a place that's a spiritual trauma center for people who are victims of abuse or, or, or trauma or, or alcoholics or addicts, not a holding tank for religious people who like to go to ceremonies like this, but to people who come together because we've been touched and blessed and changed by Jesus Christ, and together we know there's no better blessing, and we don't want to hog it or hoard it, we want to share it, and what? Be a blessing. That's why we we're called. That's why we're doing this initiative called Unstoppable Good. So that kids sitting over here in this kids section, so you'll get grounded in the Word of God and have friends that are also on a good path instead of getting dragged down the wrong path. So that people 
look at us and they can see instead of a, a mirror job of, of a world that's divided around politics and race where we can say we're not going to be divided around things. We're not, we're not united around those things. We're united around Jesus. And we're not going to be divided by them either. And this is the beauty and the power and the hope of a church that's shaped like Jesus, a church that, that is just here to fulfill what began with God through one man when he said it's time for you to shake it up a little bit stop thinking it's only about you and that your life is over and will you go now because I want to bless you so that you can be a blessing and that's God's word for you today that you'll be a missionary wherever you live and work and go to school and so that this can be for everyone. So let me ask you a couple of questions today. Are you truly following God? Are you following God? Or are you just living your life and hoping God blesses it? The life that God wants to bless is the one where you're following Him, where He's leading you. John Calvin from the 16th century was talking about this passage one time, and he said, you know what God was really saying to Abraham? And to us is this, just close your eyes and take my hand. I love that. I mean, I, I hate doing it, but I love those words. Because you don't know, you know, if the only time you follow God is when you got it all figured out, and I like to figure things out. If the only time you follow God is when you know the outcome and exactly where you're going to land and everything, you can control everything, you're not going to be able to follow God where he's leading you. If you, if you have to know everything about what it's going to cost you and if it's safe, you'll never be able to follow God how he's calling you. Sometimes you just got to close your eyes and take his hand. One last thing. Something I never noticed before, but in the previous chapter, chapter 11, it ends with Abram's whole family leaving their homeland and traveling under the leadership of Abram's father-in-law, Terah, and they're trying to go to Canaan. That's where they were supposed to go. That's the promised land, right? But they stop halfway. Look at Genesis chapter 11, 31. Here's what it says. Together they set out from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to Canaan. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. I've never noticed that. They, they didn't get, they stopped. They were going, they were moving, they were growing, they were trusting, and then they stopped. They settled And then I wondered, you know, have I ever done that? Am I doing that now? Are you doing that with God? Where you had some moments of trust and faithfulness and following, but you got stuck. You stopped somewhere. You said, that's as far as I go. No more. Where you kind of settled for the version of Christianity that's small and a little shrunk down. Because that's as far as I'm willing to go, God. So listen, I, I don't know who you are exactly or what's going on in your life, but I know this, you're not in Canaan yet. As far as God's concerned, there's more. There's more steps, so don't settle. Don't settle. Don't stop growing. Don't stop praying. Don't, don't miss this opportunity, the one that's right before us right now. I've got to be honest with you. I know there's a bunch of people at Mountain right now. I guess maybe the reason I'm feeling this, I know there's a bunch of people that are deeply in, but there's a bunch of others who are like, man, I love what they're doing over there at Mountain. And you're here and you, call, you still call us they. 
and, and, and you're here and you love, it's like, I, I love what's happening with the students. I love that mental health thing. I love what's going on with the, all the things. I think the impact's great. I love that thing that's going on. You love, you love watching it and you're excited about it. But, you know, I'm going to tell you, God's not looking for people who are excited about what's happening at Mountain. He's looking for people who are going to be able to engage by going in where God can say to you, are you ready to, to move for me so that I can use you in a way that's different from watching it from the outside and being excited about it, but you can be part of the story, that you can have a story like the people on the screen. It's going to come through getting uncomfortable, through being more than casual about it, and then to thank God that you're not the only one. We get to do this together by being part of God's mission. He's going to do something great. I, I hope that if that describes you, you'll come from the perimeter to the center, become a participant in what's happening next. Last thing, what blew me away is something, again, I've nearly never noticed. It says in verses 1 to 3, God says, hey, I need you to upset the cart and go, and I'm going to bless you to be a blessing to everyone. And then look at what it says in the next verse. Just matter-of-factly in verse 4, chapter 12, verse 4, here's what it says. So Abram went, as the Lord had told. I mean, that's it? He just went and did it. Wouldn't it be, what would it be like if I could put your name right here? So Mike went and did everything God told him to do. So Alice just did it. God, God told her, she said yes. The whole rest of the Bible doesn't get written if, if this doesn't happen. God, the whole blessing to everyone doesn't happen if he doesn't do that. I don't know what's riding on your yes, but I hope there's something. I believe there's something. Let's put our name there. You know, God, I'm, I'm going to do what you asked me to do. Maybe you already know crystal clear what God's asking you to do. Maybe you just need to do it. If not, he'll make it clear. First step is just close your eyes and take his hand. Let's pray. God, we thank you for speaking to us over this last year, and now we're ready for a fresh word. We know you've blessed us, and we pray that you'll help us not to hold that blessing but to open our hands and to share, the, share what's in it, to invest our lives, our time, our talent, all in the making and the seeking of your simple kingdom. We pray this in the strong name of Jesus. Amen.